Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is the herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd. I have spoken to the man himself. He is back tomorrow. I don't know if we'll have any more of those posts from uh, a beach unknown. But I do know you'll have the big man back in the chair tomorrow. By the way, you can check out the Doug Gottlieb Show, which is... Daily, 3 to 5 Eastern Time. We have a daily pod called In the Bonus. If you like any of this stuff. If you don't, hey, dude, it's your day off. And I'm working. It's Labor Day and I'm laboring. Give me a break, right? All right, let's get out. Now we... You know, there, there's lots of stories after one full week of college football. We covered one of them. Pac-12 undefeated. The much maligned conference that is soon to be no more. Right? Hasn't lost a game so far this season, whereas... The mighty SEC suffered four losses already on this young season. At the Big 12, which is going to benefit greatly from the downfall of the Pac-12, they suffered, what, four losses as well. Big 10's got some losses already, including Purdue losing at home. And obviously, Ohio State beat Indiana, so one Big 10 team has to lose. But it wasn't like Ohio State looked like world beaters in that game. And we don't know if Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be healthy for how long this season, who's arguably or inarguably the best wide receiver in the country. So there's a lot of other stuff going on. But, I mean, all of this seems to pale in comparison to what we saw Saturday on Fox. where And, and it's it's like a triple win. It's a triple win. And, I don't, again, I don't know where you are in the country, where you're listening to this in the herd. Obviously, we're on in all the regular markets. But because it's Labor Day, I'm guessing we're on in even more markets. In Los Angeles... It's like a triple win because 
you may not have charter or cable, which is spectrum cable, but in Southern California, Jay Stu, do we have a number on it? My guess is a super high percentage of people have have spectrum. And the reason is you can't watch the Dodger games or the Laker games without it. I, I saw roughly a number of 14 million. Does that sound high or low or what? 14 I, I, million? Yeah, that's... Uh, how many people in Los Angeles? The, in the metro area, it's... How many people are in Los Angeles? How many people are in the LA metro area? We don't know this. I mean, we know... Um, we know there's 350 million people in the United States, but in the Los Angeles metropolitan area, there's... 13.31 million. Yeah, so people. I don't think so 14 million. I don't think 14 out, million yeah. people nationwide have it. Like, what? Well, I, 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 no, it couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, okay. never mind that. I'll clean that up and edit. Yeah, like, we'll clean that up and edit. Yeah, that's not how this show works. It's, uh, but, uh, so how many people have, well, it's, I see another one that says 18.5 million in the metro area, but, um, how many people have Spectrum? That's, uh, you know, that that's that's kind of what I was looking for, but I I ask because if you're a college football fan and you tuned in on a Saturday and you had Spectrum, and again, like if you're sitting there going like, dude, I got YouTube TV, I don't need it. Great, okay. A lot of the world's gonna gonna migrate over there, not just with this deal, but also with uh, Sunday Ticket and Red Zone being there. But if you have cable. And you, you're, you're probably, if you have cable, you're probably a sports fan in Los Angeles. You couldn't watch ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, SEC Network, ACC. You couldn't watch any of those other games. You had to watch this game. And I think most of us, there was a certain like, I got to check this thing out. Like, I got I to gotta look at it once. It's a little bit of the appeal, uh, Jay Stu, to the Beyonce thing. Like, I'm not a, is Beyonce talented? Yeah. Is she beautiful? Yeah. Does she put on a good show? Sure. Would I, when Beyonce's coming to town, is she on the top 20 of shows I want to see? Not really. But if somebody goes like, do you want to, would you, if you could go and watch, would you? Like, well, yeah. And now in this case, I don't, I'm, I, it's, there's kind of a, or maybe Taylor Swift is, I, I got to see what this show is about. Like, why is Taylor Swift going to be a billionaire at the end of the summer? Why is every show sold out? Like, what is it about it? And I think that's what we had here. You couldn't watch other games in many areas of the country. And it is a big game. And there weren't, it wasn't like there were some gigantic, huge matchups. Plus, you have the TCU. Hey, they did play for a national championship last year. And then you have Deion Sanders, who's a gigantic personality. Gigantic personality. And they go in and they they beat TCU, right? Like they they beat TCU. I was in the I was in Oklahoma last week, and I have some dear friends on the first radio station I ever worked for. It's called the Sports Animal, and I was listening as I was driving around, and I believe every guy to a man was like, "Yeah, I, I think TCU is going to cover," and most of them they're not deniers of the likelihood of or possibility of success long-term for Dion, right? Like huge name, dynamic personality. Colorado wants to win. 
in the Big 12, it's not like, you know, once Texas and Oklahoma leaves, it's not like there's true destination schools. I'm a Big 12 alum. I love the league I played in. I love what Brett Yormark's done, but I'm also reasonable, right? Kids don't go to sleep in Houston, Texas and wake up and go, you know, I want to play for, at least at this point, they don't want to play for the kooks. You know, where they do for Texas. I always want to play for Texas. I always want to play for Oklahoma. I always want to play for LSU or Florida or whatever. Those state schools. They're not, it's not the SEC. It doesn't mean they can't ultimately be. So it's a league they can compete in. It's a guy who's a gigantic name and seems like a dynamic recruiter. And oh yeah, by the way, he's a big name in Dallas, having lived there and played there and even had a prep school there. Like all of that stuff works. But people who covered the sport were like, you know, 80 new guys, 45 new scholarship guys, no spring football really to prep you for this thing. And you're going into Fort Worth where, regardless of the fact that they're turning over their roster, like they're years ahead of you. And you beat them. All right, first, here's Coach Prime after the game. We're going to continuously be questioned. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh no. Do you believe that? Huh? Oh no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote down. I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. The, the questioning of reporters, they're not supposed to be fanboys. Okay. They're not supposed to be uh, believers or believers or believers. You're just not. And I understand that there's this kind of gray line now, right? Where reporters or people on TV that used to be reporters are now allowed to be opinionists and opinionists are kind of analysts. Like there's a really, uh, and, and I'm not, I mean, you, people who are reporters they're just supposed to report the news. They're just supposed to tell you, you know, what and maybe a little bit of why. Right? That's different than an opinionist. That's different than a picker. And oh, yeah, by the way, reporters can pick games. It doesn't shade. And most guys, most times people that cover a team, right? they have an opinion of them that's usually greater, but sometimes worse than the actual team themselves. But this is Dion positioning himself, right? He's doing he's doing what politicians have now done over the last decade, which is position themselves on the other side of the media because the media is always out to get people and they're always wrong. Remember that. The, the media and by the way, he's doing the barstool thing who he used to work for. You know, just being, hey, we're we're counter to anyone's culture. Not really. Don't get me wrong. I didn't pick them to beat TCU. I didn't think this would be a great year for them simply because that amount of turnover in that period of time, I was told by so many in college football, man, it's really hard to build culture and cohesiveness in short order. But man, that was impressive. And to be honest, the most impressive thing was his son. Uh, Granted, he had two years of starting experience 
at a lower level, but it allowed him to have confidence and to see college-level defenses. And I'm sure he knows that offense like the back of his hand, like all that stuff. But this thing doesn't come and go based upon Dion. Right, because Dion's CEO, head coach, he's motivator, he's recruiter. He'll help some. He obviously knows football, but that's not. He doesn't get caught up in the weeds. He lets his coaches coach. But if Shador can play, they're dead. And I, it's I don't know how good TCU is, and I don't really care. Kid looked like he could really play. Right, kid looked like he could really play. And I would. And I would tell you that I think there's an argument to be made that this is one of the most incredible sports stories in a long time, right? In a long time, because had he gotten the had he gotten the Auburn job, which some people thought he should have got, you know, there's a much greater likelihood of immediate success because of how much success Auburn has had at various times for the last 25 years. Like you go through some of the other jobs where Dion over the past two years has been mentioned for, but you go to Colorado, which they had what one good year. I don't know. I mean, one, a couple really good years, but nothing like earth shattering, no consistency. They hadn't been a player to national TV, Felt like a standalone game. Everybody watching some kind of sequestered audience because you couldn't watch anything else because of your cable package or whatever. And they go and beat TCU who played for national championship last year in Fort Worth, which is a wellspring for all the talent. That's all, all the talent, you know, 90% of the talent in the Big 12 is comes from the Metroplex or from the Houston Metropolitan area. That's it. And you go in, you went week for the first week? And a coach coaching his two sons. I mean, that's a crazy story. But it's not a story that reporters had to be believers about. I don't believe the part about the the racial component to it. It's Dion. Talking the talk. Walking the walk. It's remarkable. Remarkable. And, you know, we can say, hey, sign of the times, 2023, you can flip a roster a whole lot quicker than you ever could previously. That's fair. But did you really think he would flip it to where they could beat TCU week one of the season? I didn't. Most people didn't. Lots of people who know didn't. That's a hell of a win. That's fun. And, and look... You may be a huge college football fan, but Colin will be honest with you. If you ask Colin, can he tell you, like, he, no one loves college football that I've worked with. And I've worked at three different networks over 20 years in national sports radio, national sports television. Nobody I've ever worked with at that level loves college football as much as Colin. Like, he can legit tell you three deep on most depth charts, legitimately calls and talks about recruiting, like, I, don't get me wrong, I love some of the stuff, but I don't love it that much to where I want to get into the, you know, there's a kid in Los Alamitos. Have you seen him? Like, maybe. Right? But people that know and love the sport will tell you, it's real. the NFL continues to grow in terms of popularity, and college football is not as popular. 
it had become really a regional sport. Right? We, we could only watch Clemson and Alabama or Georgia and then throw in Ohio State ever so often. No matter how popular it is in Texas, in California, in Washington, in Colorado, in the Northeast, like it had been, it was basically trending the way of NASCAR. Great sport, incredible fan base, very regional. Hockey-ish. But Dion brings life, pizzazz. Uh, he's a national name. This is a Today Show story. In a, in a state, in an area that, why had they cared about college football for the last 25 years? They had not. Maybe saving college football is too big a statement, too grandiose. But man, that's the shot in the arm that that sport needs. No one knows what league anyone's in. No one knows the the playoff. It's getting, when's it going to expand? What's it look like? Why do we care about these bowls? You can't identify players anymore because they're at one school one year and another school another year. Like, are what what is an nil? You're you're not. It's not really nil. You're just buying players. Okay, is this minor league football? We don't like minor league football. I can't tell anything. It's hard. A sport based upon traditions, and most of those traditions are going by the wayside. He's exactly what this sport needs. I'm Doug Gottlieb filling in for Colin. What are people in the league saying about Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and the likelihood of repeating as champions? And oh yeah, by the way, um, what, what, what is this Bill Belichick Patriots team going to look like? Ben Volan knows he's covered the league and the Patriots for years. We'll find out next in The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins, The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Hope you're great. Got Herdline news upcoming. If you haven't heard, awful story out of uh, Los Angeles as Julio Urias was arrested and charged with domestic violence, felony domestic violence uh, overnight. Hasn't traveled with the Dodgers and obviously not going to pitch for the Dodgers anytime soon. The Dodgers have said we're going to let the legal process play out. More on that to come in Herdline news. Um Actually, I'll just read it to you. It says, so we're aware of the incident involving, from the Dodgers uh, Twitter handle, involving Julio Urias. While attempt to, we attempt to learn all the facts, he will not be traveling with the team. The organization has no further comment at this time. Right? And remember, if you follow the, follow the sport at all, you know Urias was suspended 20 games going back four years ago. So uh, baseball does not, nor should they have a three-strike policy for this sort of thing, right? Feels like two strikes is plenty. But let's let's let the let the legal process play out. Ben Volan joins us. He covers the NFL for the Boston Globe. He used to cover just the Patriots. Now he covers the whole league. I want to get to the whole league. But um, did you see this? Uh, I'm sure you've seen. Was it Albert Breer who said that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's knee could explode at any time? And of course, that calls into question the depth that the uh, Patriots have at the wide receiver position. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on Juju and the likelihood that he can stay healthy this year? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, a, a columnist here in, in Boston asked Juju Smith-Schuster about Albert Breer's report, and he said, oh, I don't feel like my knee's a ticking time bomb. And then he went on to explain how hard it was for him to get ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, he, they needed, the Chiefs had to get you know, days of work on, on Smith-Schuster's knee just to get him in a place to play. And he certainly played well. And then Smith-Schuster said after the season, he took a trip to Japan and the long flight, you know, following his knee surgery, it made his knee swell up. So he basically kind of confirmed that his knee is going to be an issue. Uh, now, he hasn't missed uh, a single day of practice so far in training camp and, and all looks well. But, he, you know, I, I think we saw the reason the Patriots were able to get him a little bit of a discount uh, in free agency, certainly for a little bit less than Jacoby Myers got was because of the knee. And this is something that he, the, he and the Patriots are going to have to manage throughout the year. And I'm worried about, for, for his sake, I'm worried about the long flights the Patriots have to take. If a, a trip to Japan made his knee swell up, they're not flying that far, but they've got a game in Germany. They've got a game in Las Vegas, Denver. I mean, they've got some flights this year. Uh, so Smith-Schuster, 
so far in training camp, it hasn't been an issue, but it's, his knee is definitely something they're going to have to be monitoring and, and working through. And I wouldn't be surprised if, he, you know, they, they end up having to have him skip some practices this year and just do whatever it takes to get him ready for Sunday. And then you saw this past week, the Patriots a little banged up at receiver. I think they brought in three or four different guys um, for workouts and tryouts and signed a couple guys to the practice squad. They, they brought in Jalen Rager, uh, the former Eagle and, and Viking first round pick. So, um, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster, his knee is definitely going to be an issue, but so far it's not. And I think the Patriots are probably just kind of holding their breath each week and making sure that uh, to make sure that Juju's going to be okay. Uh, we'll, we'll work our way back to the, to the Thursday night game, but, but let's stick in the AFC East. Monday night, we have an AFC East showdown, right? Aaron Rodgers, Jets, Dalvin Cook, Sauce Gardner, welcome in the Bills. What are your expectations? I, I I expect these two teams to be battling out for the AFC East. These to me, these are the two teams, and I know the Dolphins have made some noise, uh, especially getting Vic Fangio this year. The Patriots believe they're better with Bill O'Brien uh, running the offense now. But I'm I'm buying the hype on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I I think it's going to work out really well. There might it might be slow going at first uh, for Rodgers and the Jets. If you look at some of the quarterbacks that have switched teams in recent years, even the ones that have done well, like Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford winning the Super Bowl with their new teams. The first month of the season, it does get a little rocky. I mean, new new teammates, new quarterback, all that. It, it, you know, Bill Belichick likes to say that the first month of the season is basically an extension of the preseason. So you might get that a little bit from the Jets coming out of the gate. You know, their offensive line has had all kinds of moving pieces throughout training camp. Um, but I love the fact that Rodgers is really all in. I mean, he is just totally committed. He's given up $35 million. He's acting like a coach uh, for the rest of his team. It's his offense that he brought over from Green Bay. Nathaniel Hackett is his offensive coordinator, also from Green Bay. And so it's not like Rodgers has to learn the new offense. It's, he just kind of has to teach it to everyone else. Uh, as for the Bills, I think they're being overlooked a little bit. I think a lot of people are looking at the Jets and Dolphins and People are thinking, well, the Bills, you know, they didn't make many moves this offseason. Maybe their time is up. You know, some weird things going on with Stephon Diggs all offseason. But I think the Bills definitely have a chip on their shoulder. Interesting uh, tactic by Sean McDermott. Uh, he put up a giant Lombardi trophy on the inside of their practice facility this year, the, their indoor practice field, a giant banner with a Lombardi trophy. And I'm sure you know the Bills, as an organization, have never won a Lombardi trophy. And that's usually – I don't know, that's considered bad uh, bad luck, I guess, to, to put up the Lombardi trophy like that. But he wants everyone to, to be locked in and focused. And any time that, you know, someone maybe says, I'm not getting the ball enough or the offense isn't looking quite right, I think he just wants them to look at the Lombardi trophy to get everyone to remember, hey, this is what we're all playing for here. So the, the Bills, uh, I, I do think they're a little bit of an overlooked team this year. I think people are, are maybe picking more of the uh, – the Jets and the Dolphins, but that's a Bills team that definitely is coming back with an edge uh, and wants to prove that last year, the, the way that season ended was really just more of a fluke based on the DeMar Hamlin stuff more than uh, a team falling apart and missing their Super Bowl window. I mean, th- think about Buffalo, right? 13 seconds away two years ago from beating the Chiefs in Kansas City uh, and then playing for an AFC Championship game. And then last year, uh, cruising along, Maybe not cruising along, a little disappointing at times, but right there in the discussion for the number one seed and the DeMar Hamlin thing. Um, 
you you do just uh, the, these windows don't stay open, don't stay open forever. With the exception maybe of the of the Chiefs. Let's get to the Chiefs. They're going to play Thursday night. Uh, another kind of reworked wide receiving core. We don't know if Chris Jones is going to play, but I guess my question is, you know, this is a year where Mahomes' contract, though I think we'd all say, hey, it's team friendly. Not really this year. 18% of the cap this year. Does he have enough guys around him to get back to the peaks of his career thus far? Well, he still has Travis Kelsey, so you got to love that. Uh, And anytime you got Mahomes and uh, Kelsey, that's going to be enough on offense. You know, Sky Moore going into his second year now. Uh, Rashi Rice, I believe is how you say the the rookie's name. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Toney. So definitely a, a different group. Uh, cast of characters uh, these guys they did help win the Super Bowl last year but they also weren't the key pieces I do wonder if the Chiefs might be in store for what happened in 2021 where obviously they still had a great year but the offense did get slowed down at times and and there were I, you know I was there was a, a game against the Titans they got blown out they scored a field goal everyone was playing the, the two deep shell against the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes was having trouble dinking and dunking it down the field I, I do wonder if you're going to see a little bit of that this year as Mahomes gets used to his new pieces, uh, as those new guys find their roles in the offense. But, I mean, it's really hard to count out any team that has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And I, I still believe they're, they're going to get Chris Jones back at some point. It sounds like it might happen within the first month of the season. At the latest, he'll be back in October uh, so he can get credit for the season, so he can hit free agency again next year. Um, and as long as you have Chris Jones in January, that's what matters the most. So, you know, the only reason I'm not picking the Chiefs to win this year is just because it's hard to repeat, and we haven't had a repeat winner in 20 years, and so it's just chances are someone else is going to do it. And I'm I'm picking the Bengals this year. I'm just a total believer in Joe Burrow. But how can you not expect the Chiefs to be right there at the end, even with a new cast of characters? As long as it's Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they're going to be one of the top teams in the AFC. Agree with you. Hard, hard to pick. I mean, until further notice, how can you not? Every year, Mahomes has been a starter. He's been in the AFC Championship game. Ben Volan joined us from the Boston Globe. He covers the entire National Football League. The big question is the NFC, right? Feels like we believe the Eagles will be right there in the hunt. Um, if anybody's healthy for the Niners at quarterback, you know, assuming they have Nick Bosa, they're just so talented. Well, Coach, they'll be there. And then... To steal from uh, from Boomer, right? What? What? Who are we missing in the NFC? One team that I think is not getting enough buzz is the New York Giants. And the reason I picked them is I'm just a big believer in Brian Dable. I think he's an unbelievable coach. Yep. We saw it last year. It took a team that was a disaster under Joe Judge, turned them into a, a playoff team. Obviously, they kind of sputtered out um, in the postseason, but they played way over their skis last year. You look at what he did for Josh Allen, the progression that Josh Allen made uh, under Brian Dable in Buffalo. is just incredible. And I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to make that kind of leap, but I think his second year under Dable now, Daniel Jones is going to be in line for a really nice season. I- I'm-, I'm big on the Giants. I love the Darren Waller acquisition. Um, and, and I- again, I think it just goes back to the coaching. I think Brian Dable is really an impressive coach um, going back to when he was an offensive coordinator for some pretty bad Dolphins and Browns teams and still got some decent production. So I really like the Giants. And another team that I really like 
uh, is the Atlanta Falcons. I love the offense that Arthur Smith is building with all these versatile pieces. Uh, Drake London, uh, Cordero Patterson, B. John Robinson. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see about the tight end, if he can get healthy for, for the season. And then the big question is Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Obviously, the whole thing can go sideways if he doesn't take a jump here in year two. But I think the Falcons, with this kind of versatile defense position, or excuse me, versatile positionless offense of guys who can do so many different things, and in a very weak division as well, I think the Falcons, as long as Desmond Ritter doesn't totally just kind of uh, puke on himself this year, I think the Falcons could be a real dangerous team. I've heard Falcons. I've heard Saints. That is a weird, weird division. Um, what What do we make of the Cardinals um, in terms? I'm, I mean, it's pretty obvious that this is a, a some form of tanking, right? But is it? And and maybe it's too early to know. But there's got to be kind of a plan. Is the plan to tank to draft Caleb Williams, or the plan to tank and and build around Kyler and trade that pick? It's a great question. I, I think this year is about figuring that out. I, I think they've decided to kind of throw once Kyler Murray tore But how are you gonna how are you gonna figure out if you're not gonna you're not gonna play Kyler Murray, right? Because well, by the time can, he's healthy and if you, you play him and he gets hurt again, now you're on the hook for all the injury stuff. Like how how are you gonna how are you gonna find out if you're not playing him? Well you're right. You're not gonna you're not gonna find out about Kyler Murray per se. Although he, I mean he'll be back. And he's not going to be himself coming back from that ACL, but he'll be back on the field. He'll, he'll play half the season at least. And uh, if you can get good production out of him in the passing game, if he becomes more of a team leader, if he studies more film and takes his role more seriously, and if Jonathan Gannon can actually build the team, uh, you know, start building the offensive line, rebuilding that defense, then maybe you don't need to take the, the quarterback with the number one pick. Then you can trade it and get a ton of assets and, and keep rebuilding your team. You know, that said, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't mind getting out from under Kyler Murray's contract. If you're able to do that, uh, whatever you get for him in return, you, you just bought yourself now four more years or even five with the fifth-year option with a new rookie quarterback. And, and the savings on that rookie contract are just are so great and you can spend it elsewhere. So, yeah, I really do think this year they've just kind of tossed it aside. They're taking all these cap hits now that they didn't necessarily have to take because they just want all the dead cap money to hit this year. And, I, you know, Jonathan Gannon better be uh, on his P's and Q's because even if there aren't expectations to win, if the team goes 1-16, he's going to be hard to bring him back. So uh, I think if they can at least be competitive and show some fire and show that even if they're not going to win games, that they're going to be a pesky team, Maybe that's enough to, to keep Kyler Murray's job, but you're right. It, it's going to be tough with that rookie contract. And the Cardinals have done this before. They dumped Josh Rosen after one year to go get Kyler Murray. So, uh, you know, I guess what goes around comes around for, for the Cardinals. But absolutely, you know, the first rule of tank clubs, you don't talk about tank clubs. And that is <laughs> clearly what the Cardinals are doing right now. Uh, and, of course, Jonathan Gannon's speech to his team, one of the all-timers, right? They're, people are going gonna to go Newt Rockney. Then I go to Jim Valvano and uh, no Jonathan Gannon's. Uh, did you take the bus or did you drive here? I don't see the fire speeches. Uh, that was that was inspiring. To um, I'm not sure who. I'm not not sure who. Ben, great stuff, dude. Uh, enjoy the season. We'll talk about it on my show when you join me. I appreciate you joining us on uh, in the herd. Thanks so much, Doug. Uh, this is uh, the herd here on. 
Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Let's get to the news with Jason Stewart. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Doug, as you mentioned uh, about 15 minutes ago, um, the Dodgers um, will be without Julio Urias, their starting pitcher. Uh, Don't even know if he's going to pitch again for them. Overnight, he was arrested on felony domestic abuse charges, released on bail this morning. Uh, Jeff Passan's latest report, Julio Urias arrested Sunday on suspicion of felony domestic violence. He did not travel with the team to Miami. MLB has investigated administrative leave not imminent, but a likely next step. Uh, so the news is fluid, and but I guess you could just kind of uh, probably guess that his time pitching for the Dodgers this season, his time with the Dodgers, period, is probably over. And maybe his time pitching in Major League Baseball is over, right? Sure seems like it. Um I mean, do you, did you really, I mean, do you really think, and now, again, let, we have to be fair. You know, everybody says, I want to be fair, but like, no, no, let's legit let it be fair. We don't have any of the details of the story. We don't know it. You know, any of the, 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 the various sides, the, the various arguments or sides or any of the evidence, but if proven to be true, yeah, dude, we're good. You can take your ball and go home. We're, we're good. But it's impossible to not look at this from a actual angle of sport. The Dodgers, what they were able to do in the month of August was amazing. Amazing. But between losing the first three in a four-game set to the Braves, where the Braves are just better, uh, the pitching staff was already a question mark, to now losing the guy who'd pitched more innings than anybody else on the staff... Yeah, it does not feel like this is good news for them. Get ready, get ready for the postseason. Yeah, it's really kind of a um, a dark cloud over a season that was just kind of it was just it's been good news. I mean, the Dodgers weren't really expected to be this good. They are, um, and it would have been interesting to see. This is a legit question I have for you. Okay, legit question because it is one of the kind of annoying things about living. In Los Angeles is the and and I I've told you on my show, I feel like you and John Ramos, happy birthday, John Ramos, over the weekend. You guys are a little bit annoying with the entitlement of of Dodger fans. Like, oh, we got to win. Like, dude, you won a ton of. It's hard to win in the playoffs. There's a lot of luck that kind of goes with it, right? But do you think your feelings, because your feelings this year have been, hey, anything we do this year is house money. Do you think those they're shared by most Dodger fans? Um, I, I really do think so. Um, I think those paying attention anyways. I mean, it's it's not hard to connect the dots. The Dodgers didn't spend any money in the offseason. You know, they gave one-year contracts to guys like J.D. Martinez, but they're not investing anything big for the future, and it looks like they're getting ready to give Shohei Otani a big offer, and that's fine. It's more of a transition year, and, and, and it's all relative, Doug. A transition year for the Dodgers and how deep they are and talented they are is different than your transition year for the, I don't know, Miami Marlins. I mean, the Dodgers could still win while they're retooling, which is it says a lot about the organization. Um, and, yeah, no, I I think most fans kind of had measured expectations for this season, seeing how, how they spent and what the uh, roster was and everything else. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think so. And... When I say they're playing with house money, I, I'm just saying that 
the Padres were supposed to win it all this year, right? They Everyone had them as the team that was going to win 150 games in the World Series. So I think the Dodgers and Dodger fans were kind of like, okay, maybe we'll give them this year. And things didn't play out that way, did they, Doug? I think that's this is just your moment to rub it in the nose that the, that the Padres exactly right have it. I don't think anybody picked. I, I would I would wonder if you went back through people that matter and what they picked, who actually picked against the Dodgers. Maybe you can do that research. We'll get to that upcoming next. That's Jason Stewart with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herd line news. Doug Gallagher for Collins. The herd. I have. What I think is an awesome job, but it's Labor Day. So what if we ranked the jobs that I would most want if I didn't have like the world's coolest job? Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Covino and Rich Davis, and together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb for Collins, The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Hope you're good. Three days away from the NFL kicking off. I mean, you know, it's, we always waiting for kickoff of the Lions season, right? Kidding. Kidding. Okay. Really, really kidding. Um, we do we do have a, you guys know we got a Monday night college football game. We're going to get a chance to see Clemson as uh, they'll go into Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham, North Carolina, take on the Dukies. ACC matchup tonight. So we do still have, you know, the long opening full weekend of college football continues as do still have one more big game tonight. Just you want to see what Clemson looks like and what a win it would be for the ACC if Clemson looks like, you know, last year 10 wins, but uh, with Kublik at quarterback, could they be like them and Florida State be back, 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 back. Let's get to the best for last. It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for Best for Last. I love this Best for Last segment because it's a good reminder of how good I have it. Here's what I mean. Um, I saw this story in U.S. News and World Report. Now, here's the calculation. They use pay, talent, your ability to advance, the amount of stress you have, your work-life balance, and other criteria, U.S. News World Report has the following 10 jobs as the top jobs in America to have. Okay, I'll read them to you, then I'll give you my five, the five jobs I would most want to have if I didn't have my current job, which is the greatest job ever. Software developer, nurse practitioner, medical and health services manager. I got a buddy who does that. Uh, physician's assistant, a PA. Information security analyst, physical therapist, financial manager, IT manager, web developer, and a dentist. All right, let's 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 list the five jobs I would have if I didn't have the coolest job ever. Here's number, number five. five. Um, number five would be a financial manager. You know, I mean, look, I know it's hard to be great. I'm not sure it's hard to be all that good, right? I mean, the market keeps going up. Index funds, how hard could it be? Plus, you're playing with other people's money and you're getting money off the top. It's kind of a recruiting job more than anything else. Obviously, performance-based to help you recruiting, but that one seems talking numbers, checking numbers, making money for yourself and other people. I don't know. Kind of dig it. Plus, Here's a little, I have a buddy who plays the market on the West Coast. You're done really early. Number four. Um, I, you know, I don't know enough about developing software. I couldn't do that. The medical and health services manager, I think that I could, I could get down with. I have a, I have a buddy, Jason, who I know he does that. And he travels down to San Diego from Orange County to do it. And he's running, I think, a couple of different facilities now. And obviously, you know, you have to integrate all these other people that manage stuff. But 
Um, if you have the ability to manage people and find the right people and do their job, you know, look, it's not like real estate where it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. It's pretty much steady. And with the baby boomers aging, health services, medical services, it's only going to continue on. Um, yeah, I think that that's that's one that I could I could get behind. Number three. This one may surprise people. Okay, may surprise people. It's not listed here. But medical sales. How is medical sales not listed? And I know there's some stories of, hey, I was silent. It's about the device. You still have the company credit card. You still take the doctors out to lunch and to dinners. Now, you maybe get called at odd, odd hours to, to sit in on a surgery. And depending upon the device, you may be watching surgeries you don't want to watch. But, you know, look at how many former athletes are in the medical device sales industry. And they're all doing pretty well. That's one that kind of intrigues me. I think that that one I would like to do. Number two. Um, I could be wrong. Okay. But I think physical therapist would be really cool. Watching people get better, working with people to get their body right. Like I worked with a PT when I tore. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, that, that other side to it seems intriguing. I like watching people get better. Number one. Politician. Not on here. Okay. I don't know. These politicians, they seem to have jobs, make a lot of money and have a lot of different fingers and a lot of different things. Kind of feel like politician would be a great job. Of course, my background, there's no way. But I mean, again, in a dream scenario. But I do live the dream scenario. That's the best for last. Colin's back tomorrow. Uh, I got... uh, I got Clemson and the points tonight. Clemson and the points tonight. They're a 12.5 point favorite on the road. I'm going to take Clemson. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Hurt. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save. With a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.